Hey everybody, I'm Tim Muma, and you've ordered up Scrambled Eggs today on localjobnetwork.com radio. Scrambled Eggs is a more laid-back, entertaining approach to the employment realm, trying to look at the world from a slightly different lens from time to time. You're actually listening to part two of our conversation with Marcus Hanel, bullpen catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers and president of Coos for Kids, a charity in southeastern Wisconsin. Marcus and I will dive deeper into his charity work and philosophy on working with others. In part one, we had been discussing aspects of his jobs that really apply to various people and industries, as well as talking a little bit about his charity in general. To listen to the first part of our discussion, go to localjobnetwork.com and find the radio tab near the top of the screen. There you can go to On Demand Radio and find Marcus Hanel, Odd Job, Charitable Spirit, Part 1. Otherwise, we pick up our conversation right here. Now with the charity, obviously you mentioned that it's, and the focus is, is children. Was there a reason that you leaned that way while you said there was kind of a, maybe a special place in your heart? Um, there was, uh, you know, as a ball player, I think in the back of your mind, I don't know, for me anyways, I was always kind of like, man, I mean, if I ever make it big, like how can I help out my community? Yeah, right. You never know which way it would be. So there was always that thought of helping out sometime, some way. And there was a neighbor kid who was going through some trials, and I was like, man, I just wish somehow I could help out, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so that's what kind of got it kick-started. Okay, cool. Now in terms of skills and, and maybe things you, you learned while playing baseball or maybe that you picked up with the charity work sort of thing, I mean, what kind of things maybe did mesh together or, or what were things that you had to learn or, or maybe had to develop in, involved with charities and maybe in terms of speaking or reaching out to people or, or anything like that? Well, definitely the compatibility, communication, getting people on the same board. I think taking my passion when I had playing baseball um, and then taking that same passion for the kids mm-hmm. and then getting people all fired up for that. Right. Um, people feed off of that. And man, all of a sudden now you're, you're seeing, and I really believe like when I talk about Coos for Kids, I do not believe it's just my entity. I really believe it's a community project because we are putting it all back in the community. And I think people do see that. They're seeing, when they're going out, they're seeing we've erected a uh, baseball field. We put in brand new fences, dugouts, mm-hmm. and uh, pavilion. Okay. Um, we've done that. We've given them things to see. We've given them the coats. We've given them so I think it's a community outreach, and people can see that. So the baseball passion has brought that into this. It's also, though, at times, baseball is a very, like, with the passion, sometimes I have to learn to take that back <laughs> a little bit also, especially when you're trying to talk business and stuff like that okay. with the coups for kids, you know, because sometimes you're like, oh, this is what I envision. This is the way it's going to be. And right. So I've had to learn to, to back off on some things too. So it's a learning process and anything. I, I mean, I don't have the um, – I wish – it was just a handbook of how perfect everything is, but I think it's all in <laughs> trial and error. You right. got to learn how to, you know, talk to people, and you know, you, you just got to understand you have to treat others how you want to be treated, and uh, I think that goes a long way. Clearly, as you mentioned, with baseball, there are a lot of opportunities, and uh, especially when you're attached with a, a professional organization. In what ways have the Brewers helped out? Um, you know, in terms of whether it be players, coaches, um, facilities, that sort of thing. What, what's kind of been the, the relationship with you guys there? Well, it's been it's been huge. You know, without the the opportunity of the Brewers uh, backing, you know, this, it's not your ideal thing when your low man at the totem pole <laughs> <laughs> is. Man, you're doing this kind of thing. It's unheard of, truthfully. Mm. But that's the thing I want to say to people is 
just because you may be the janitor at a building or wherever you may be working, it doesn't mean that you can't make a difference. And I think people hold on to the fact like I have to be somewhere up on the totem pole mm-hmm. before I can make a difference. Right. And that's not the case. No, the Brewers have been great, especially the ball players, the coaching staff. Um, we have a dinner auction usually in August, September, and usually over 20 of those guys will come down, sign autographs. They've already donated bats and jerseys and and just helps raise money. So like Sunday, we can afford to go buy a thousand brand new coats, right. you know, for kids in need. Um, the Brewers promoting it uh, just in ways that, you know, I wouldn't be able to. And and uh, it's it's been very fortunate, the relationship there that we have. Kind of along the same lines with that, since we're touching on that subject a little bit, in your mind, if you're ta- if we are talking to you know business people out there, companies, why do you feel it is important for them to get involved with these charities, um, even at a time where you know people say, well, economically we're hurting, our finances are down. What would kind of your response be in terms of helping out still with charities? If we look even in our own culture of America, one, we are still in the wealthiest. No matter where we are financially here, we are in the wealthiest of yet of all of. The, the, the world. We look at what we think we don't have and you look at other countries, we are still far advanced in everything that we have. Mm-hmm. But then we look at our own, our own cities and yet we go to our own schools and we don't have kids who have jackets, underwear, socks. It's disheartening. It's very disheartening to know that yet we'll just kind of be content with our own stuff and uh, man, we, we'll, we'll spend... You know, and I'm guilty of this, $2 a day or 2.50 a day just to make sure I get my Starbucks. Sure. You know, I think we hold on to things that we think we have it, are entitled to and uh, we don't have the attitude of really serving one another. And um, I think if uh, we would just take that look and say, man, what are some areas that I can give up that uh, would benefit someone else? And we're not saying you have to sell your whole thing, but I think there's some little sacrifices that can be made that uh, if we all got together, we can make this, uh, as they say, a better place. So, right. And you touched on something there, and whether it be the kids who don't have some of the items that really are necessities, especially if you're in a state like Wisconsin with the winters, or maybe you talked about being involved with terminally ill children or families that are just struggling in those areas. For yourself, I mean, are there times where it is difficult for you emotionally to continue to stay invested? Because, I mean, I can imagine you you get into relationships with these families and these kids and, you know, for the unfortunate ones, obviously, that, you know, aren't able to, to be with us for that whole period of time. I mean, how how do you deal with that or is that a struggle at times emotionally? Yeah, it is. Um, those families you to interact with are as encouraging to you as you thought you'd be to them. <laughs> Here they are, especially those who are, you know, the, the terminal ill kids. Like, they're so uplifting. Mm. They have so much heart and, and just and joy of life. The challenger leagues that we have, um, the smiles and the hugs, just because they get to make it to first base or mm. whatever, you just live off of those. It does. It's very sad when someone is lost. But, again, you look back as anyone would. Uh, on the fond memories that you have. Um, you just have to look again that there is an opportunity that these kids have brought great smiles to many people, and uh, it, it, you just look forward to that. Along those lines a little bit with maybe companies that do, and you know, like us here, we, we, we do our part with charities, and I know there are a lot of companies that do. What do you see as the the benefit toward the individuals at those companies, just in terms of, you know, you talked about 
kids encouraging you as much as you thought they you'd encourage mm-hmm. them or the families. What are some of those maybe benefits that aren't seen or recognized until you actually do give your time or you know donate food, clothing? What kind of benefits do you you know really get from involving yourself with charity? Well, I I really believe you know getting involved in whatever charity, and you just see like I just think it takes away our selfishness away, and it's kind of like you feel this sense of like man, I've done something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is just a great feeling to have that you've known, you've gone out of your way in a way that's going to make a positive impact on somebody. And, uh, man, if we would have that attitude of, man, if I can impact someone's life in a positive way, man, again, man, we'd be treating each other around here a whole lot better. <laughs> Seems so simple, right, when you break it, it down like that? Um, <laughs> now you touched on it a little bit, and uh, as far as like different maybe events you guys have or things you put on, um, maybe touch on that a little bit for people. Now anyone listening to this could listen to it at any point in the year. So uh, maybe some things that you do typically do annually that they could look into, be involved with that sort of thing. We have one big fundraiser. Um, it's a dinner auction, um, usually held August September. We gather all kinds of sports memorabilia that you can think of from NFL, NBA, baseball. Um, we have a uh, opportunity for the people to bid silently on some of them. Um, during that time, there's kind of some kind of entertainment going on. From last year, we had the Rim Rockers. Uh, this year, we had the Jesse White Tumblers there um, until the players arrive. Mm-hmm. And the players arrive, um, they have uh, a chance to get everyone. Uh, they, we have a table set up all around the facility where we have the, uh, we had it at the Racine Civic Center the last like five years. And um, they have the ability to just get autographs from all the players. And uh, again, dinner was included. There's a, before the players get there. So, and then afterwards uh, we have a a live auction on certain items. And then afterwards, some of the guys will also uh, speak. You know, people listening out there can pick this up in any part of the country. So maybe they're not looking to to specifically give to Coos for Kids. We hope they are, obviously. Um, but do you do you have any specific organizations or, or thoughts on if, you know, they're on the West Coast, East Coast, South, that sort of thing where you would suggest donating time, money, you know, clothing, that sort of thing? I mean, do you have ones that are maybe near and dear to you or ones that you trust? Because you did say there were times you thought like, well, we're giving this money or raising this money for a corporation, and I don't necessarily feel we're getting it back how we should. I mean, do you have any uh, places that you really look to? Yeah, one of the things that really surprised me when you'd get calls and someone told me to ask this is like, ask them how much of your donation is actually going to the kids and how much is going to administration. I was like, all right, so you start asking like, wow, that's amazing how much you is going more to So anyways, just check that out. I don't know what your passion may be, but just find out, you know, where they stand on certain issues that you believe are hold, you hold dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, it, it, obviously it's kids, you know. Right. So if it's whatever it may be, there's all kinds of different uh, places and charities. I mean, if it's from a uh, from the soldiers who maybe uh, you want to help those kind of kids, whatever there is. I mean, there's so many different uh, opportunities to do so. But just look into it. Make sure that you feel that, that the organization is, uh, man, being trustworthy and that they are giving uh, what you're giving them. So You know, and you, you touch on that part of it in, in that, you know, just like when a, a job seeker is looking for a place of employment, so to speak, just to do your research and, and really know what's going on, where it's going, to, just to make sure that you're not just throwing it into, as you said, maybe some unfortunate corporations just taking the money, that kind of thing. Now, in terms of what you do and with Coos for Kids, uh, what would be the best way for people? Because, you know, again, across the country, 
There are Brewer fans, there are Wisconsinites, transplants, all that sort of thing. Maybe people just are looking to give to an organization they trust, you know, with kid, dealing with kids. What would you tell them in terms of um, what's the best way to help out, whether it be financially or, or any, any other way? Well, you know, obviously, if you'd like to help financially, you can go to the website, coosforkids.com, check out the content. And uh, if you'd like to send something, that's great. Also, if you feel like you just want to help or volunteer in a way, um, you know, that goes a long way, too, especially with Challenger League kids and uh, the baseball league. Just call it whatever organization, you know, great if it's ours, but ask in what way they can help you. And mm-hmm. the people there will definitely let you know on how the best way to help. But if you'd like to help financially, you know, put another coat on a kid, um, that's uh, truly gracious and um, we'd love for that. And then uh, Coos for Kids, that's K-O-O-S? Yeah, F-O-R-K-I-D-S. Okay. And then did you have a phone number maybe that people will be able to reach? Yeah, uh, 262-880-1044. And we'll, uh, we'll go over that quickly at the end as well. Um, and just looking to wrap things up a little bit, maybe tie everything together. Uh, you know, clearly you've had unique experiences in terms of your profession, your, um, your work with the charity, um, that sort of thing. What advice would you give to people out there who maybe aren't satisfied with the job they're in or they are just looking for something? And you touched a little bit on the passion aspect of it. What would you say they should focus on maybe in terms of uh, what's a fit or what their, their strengths are, that sort of thing? I mean, do you have any sort of general advice? Because you, you're talking with people all the time and, you know, obviously in your profession, you had to kind of think about those things when you were moving on. Just your general sort of thought on all that. Everyone makes acquaintances somehow, or they might not everyone works at the same building. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you just have to um, ask questions, maybe ask other friends or people who know, like who may be working at a different facility or whatever, and and, uh, ask what they're looking for. It may be uh, doing some classes during the night or something like that, just to kind of broaden horizons. It's a difficult place. I don't have the answers, like how to, I just know that um, whatever in your heart is, to go after mm-hmm. and whatever you do and if you're in a job that is you know whatever it is do it in a way that is uh going to be pleasing to others if we grumble and stuff like that our attitudes will kind of just kind of make our day just a long day sure but if we can go through some things even if you know not most but if you have an attitude that's like pleasant and stuff like that it kind of changes the whole persona of your day so big key is for me is just knowing other like for myself i know other guys who have different businesses or that kind of stuff. And, you know, I will talk to them and stuff like that. I still, you know, hey, what are you looking for an employee? You know, <laughs> these kind of stuff, you know, like, right. hey, you know, you have that. And then I might know someone who's looking for a job. I go, hey, I got a buddy who's, you know, looking for that. I'm always putting a word out or something like that. That's just always kind of reaching out. That's just kind of me. Well, unfortunately, we are going to have to wrap things up here on localjobnetwork.com radio. Our in-studio guest has been Marcus Hanel, president of Coos for Kids, as well as the bullpen catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. And if you are interested in finding out about Coos for Kids or helping out in any way, you can go to their website at K-O-O-S-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.com. That's coosforkids.com. Or you can give them a phone call at 262-880-1048. And Marcus, thanks again. We really appreciate you coming in today. Well, we thank you very much for the opportunity. And of course, for all the listeners, we want you to please send us your comments and ideas for the show to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You've been locked on to Scrambled Eggs. I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.